Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, November 24th, 2020. President-elect Joe Biden rolls out his foreign policy and national security team in his very first cabinet appointments. We'll discuss that, plus, with the final go-ahead from the General Services Administration, finally, the stalled Biden transition can formally begin. And finally, Donald Trump pardons a turkey. What other presidential pardons might we expect? In Wilmington, Delaware today, President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Harris unveiled the first appointments of the Biden cabinet, should they get confirmed. And it was the Foreign Policy National Security Team, which, of course, is a Joe Biden wheelhouse, former chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, took on a lot of foreign policy tasks in the Obama administration as vice president. And he put together a team and created an event for his initial cabinet appointments since being elected president that was clearly designed to both draw a complete contrast with Donald Trump and his administration uh, in both style and substance, as well as really put forth the Joe Biden vision for America's role in the world. President-elect Biden made clear that this whole notion that President Trump pursued of America first is not part of his vision for American foreign policy. President-elect Biden said that America is at its strongest when it is working with its allies in concert with its strongest global partners. That is where America's strength on the world stage comes from. And uh, that could not be more different than the foreign policy vision Donald Trump has pursued over his four years as president, and quite frankly, that he campaigned on as a candidate. Joe Biden made clear he's bringing that era to an end, and he did so by unveiling a team that talked constantly throughout their remarks this afternoon about service to country. They talked about the need to rely on truth, facts, science, even delivering some very tough information. Joe Biden said he doesn't just want the information that he wants. He wants the information that he needs. What he needs to know is more important than just what he wants to know. This is a team of people that have worked in concert with Joe Biden, in some cases, for decades. I mean, John Kerry and Joe Biden, their relationship goes back eons. Uh, Their time in the Senate together, obviously Joe Biden's time as vice president coinciding with John Kerry's time as secretary of state. And now Joe Biden is, is naming him a climate envoy with a principal seat on the National Security Council for the first time in American history. That will be somebody's full-time job, battling the climate crisis. But there's one other thing Joe Biden highlighted. He reaffirmed his commitment to build an administration that looks like America, that reflects America in all of its diversity, in all kinds of diversity, racial, geographic. And that is clearly what Joe Biden put forth today with these announcements as well, and he highlighted it. We're going to have the first woman lead the intelligence community, the first Latino, an immigrant, to lead the Department of Homeless Security and a groundbreaking diplomat at the United Nations. And my national security team will be coordinated by one of the youngest national security advisors in decades. 
Now, of course, this is Washington. Not all of these uh, nominations that Joe Biden makes are just going to fly through the Senate without any controversy. Not every cabinet confirmation is just going to sail through. That's clear. Mitch McConnell will make sure of that. But you'll be hard-pressed to say that anybody that Joe Biden put forth today in this initial installment of his national security and foreign policy team doesn't have the credentials to back up as to why they were standing on that stage today. They have been doing the work of government previously at lower levels and are now being tapped at the very top of those departments to serve the country in a Biden administration. Here's what else matters today. Joe Biden was going to move ahead with these announcements whether or not the formal transition process had begun. But the timing worked out for him that Emily Murphy, the head of the General Services Administration, who for the last two and a half weeks has refused to write a letter of ascertainment that Joe Biden was the apparent winner of the presidential election and therefore the formal transition process should begin. Access to millions of dollars of government funds for a transition, to office space, to having the Biden teams now be able to go into these agencies in the federal government and liaise with the Trump administration counterpart to get briefed on the status of where things stand across a whole host of issues throughout the entire government. That all is going to happen now because Emily Murphy last night delivered that letter to the Trump administration, to the Biden administration, and to the American people that she had ascertained that Biden was the apparent winner. This came after Michigan certified its election results, showing Joe Biden the clear winner there by more than 150,000 votes. But here's the reality, folks. There's nothing that changed from two and a half weeks ago when Joe Biden was the projected winner of the presidential contest to last night when the GSA finally ascertained the election and allowed the transition process to begin. Nothing changed. This was all pro forma election officials doing their job the way they do it all the time in in going through the initial canvas and then going through the certification process. This is what happens. It was just being used as a way to forestall this transition from taking place. Clearly, Donald Trump, after a day of meeting with advisors, realized uh, that it wasn't tenable in any way for him to continue preventing the transition to formally take place. And so he clearly signed off on this as well, though when you look at his Twitter feed, he says he will concede nothing. He would not concede the election. I don't think we should ever expect that. I think the mere fact that he tweeted that he told his team to move ahead and participate in this formal transition is as close to a real concession as we are likely to get from Donald Trump. But it is good for the country that this transition is now underway. And finally, a presidential tradition that Donald Trump will continue today, the pardoning of the Thanksgiving turkey. This is a bit of a silly event, obviously, and it's a little pre holiday frivolity. And it actually raises the question, I know he's doing a sort of joke pardon of a turkey, but with 57 days left in the Trump administration, what are the real presidential pardons and commutations that we are going to get over these next many weeks? How many of his close advisors who got ensnared in the Russia investigation or in the impeachment matter are going to get full and complete presidential pardons? Will Michael Flynn, Paul Manafort get just a free pass and a free presidential pardon for any of the wrongdoing that they did uh, during their service to Donald Trump? We await to see. Every president, when they leave office, looks at that unbelievable power of the pardon 
and uh, deploys it in a way that they see fit. Uh, But watch carefully, because Donald Trump, who has spent the bulk of his presidency busting the norms of an independent Justice Department, of not interfering in investigations, uh, he may use this power of the pardon in ways that we haven't seen before. And that is something to be on the lookout today, especially a day like today where he's sort of joking about a pardon. One other note about the turkey pardon that's worth listening to. Two years ago, when President Trump did the turkey pardon, it's kind of amazing how prophetic he was when he was joking about the contest as to which turkey was going to receive the pardon. It sounds awfully familiar to where we are today. The winner of this vote was decided by a fair and open election. Unfortunately, Carrots refused to concede and demanded a recount, and we're still fighting with Carrots. (laughs) Carrots, I'm sorry to tell you the result did not change. It's too bad for carrots. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.